Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. Today, I have with me the amazing the powerful Chantel Olson. Chantel is a motivational speaker, cancer advocate, three-time cancer survivor and author. She's also a military wife that has used her life experiences to not only serve other cancer patients and their families, but inspire others who are struggling with believing they are worth fighting for. Chantel is also the founder of her nonprofit organization, You Are Worth Fighting For, created to provide moral and financial support to cancer patients and their families to lighten the load of medical and prescription costs. So Chantel, thank you so much for being on the show today. It is such a pleasure to have you. I can't wait to get into your story, um, but thank you for being on the show. How are you today? I'm fine and thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I can't wait to dive in, but before we do, um, before we jump into the good stuff for today, let's take a quick coffee break kind of. I have my water right now, but if you know, I'm all about the coffee life. If you know me, you know, I love my coffee. Um, but lately coffee just isn't, isn't, it's not cutting it for me anymore. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was just getting sick and tired of like the shaky hands, the 3 PM crashes. Right. So I like, I stumbled upon this Instagram, um, called magic mind. And I thought this sounds amazing. Why not? You know, and let me tell you this little drink, this little tiny drink, um, I actually have it right here. I'll show you guys for those of you who are watching. Here she is right here. Just this little tiny drink. I got focus. I'm sleeping better. I'm not jittery. It's like a magic potion. I have good energy. Like think of it as your coffee, your meditation, and your focus all in one tiny shot. Amazing. Seriously, if you, if you want to um, up your morning game, you got to check them out. Head on over to magicmind.com forward slash inspire to pick up what I'm throwing down. And don't worry, I got you. Your girls got you. Use the code inspired20 at checkout for 20% off your one time purchase or up to 56% off a subscription. So there you have it. It is really good. And, you know, it's like a lot of those drinks that you drink, I feel sometimes it's like a whole drink. And I don't have time, you know, by the time I'll set it down, then I forget I'm drinking it. This is like easy, you crack it open, two chugs, you're done. And it gives you the same energy that you would get in a coffee, but then you're not feeling like, you know, come three o'clock, you're like, oh, I need another coffee or, you know, it just gives you that energy all throughout the day. It's amazing. It really is. A lot of good things in there. It's like gluten-free, vegan, you know, friendly, all the things. So check them out. All right. So. From survivor to thriver, the art of fighting for yourself. I want to dig in and first share with us your personal journey, Chantel, of being diagnosed um, with breast cancer. Being diagnosed with breast cancer is a scare. Um, it's something that no one ever wants to hear, cancer, because cancers were, once you hear cancer, you feel that you want to die. So my journey was being alone, fighting for myself, hospital stays, and faith 
and depending on God. Mm. Did you have like, um, was there like a warning sign or anything, you know, for, for women listening? Cause I know a lot of women, you know, this is like, we're in our prime years now of needing to like worry about, you know, what to look for things that we may be feeling. So for you, what was your signs and symptoms that you needed to go and get checked? Um, I didn't have no sinuses system. Um, I was symptoms rather, I'm sorry. I were going to get my annual checkup and actually I was looking in the mirror, you know how you get ready, get dressed. I said, I have a lump here, you know, and then everybody, you know, my kids, my husband, you don't got no lump, you know, <laughs> and I said, I have a lump. I said, whatever, I'm going to the doctor anyway tomorrow. I said, I'm going to get my yearly annual checkup. Yeah. Wasn't causing you pain or nothing like it was just a lump? It was just a lump. And it moved a little. It moved. So, you know, you touch it like it moved. So that's what I thought it was a kernel. I said, this ain't no part of a kernel or something. Yep. And no pain, no symptoms, no throwing up, no headaches, no nothing. Mm. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that you're a three-time cancer survivor. So, you know, the journey in that must have been excruciating having to go you know the ups and downs of i'm guessing you know being in remission and then it coming back tell us a little bit about that um i was in i had ovarian hers two positive cancer and then i had ovarian, um breast cancer hers too so what happened was that i was in to me i never did wood in remission to be honest because um they say okay everything's fine they say you know they see something else from the breast cancer the next thing you know, they got to give me a hysterectomy because of ovarian cancer. Then go back, okay, on your next, the left side of the breast, you got to go back in that breast and take that out. So it's like I was going back and forth, back and forth. They say I was in remission, then I'm not in remission. I'm in remission, I'm not in remission. So that was hectic, scary, tiresome, drain, and depression. Wow. So, you know, going through that journey, I can't even imagine. I really, I really can, especially, you know, having to go through something one time, let alone three times, um, you know, your mindset, you know, so now, you know, fast forward, you are, are you cancer free as of today? Yes. Um, August the 10th, I became cancer free. 10 years I reached, um, I was taking tamoxifen for 10 years. Um, I don't have to take that anymore. But the bad part about it is that I got cancer free and got diagnosed with lupus. Oh my gosh. My gosh. I can't. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That really is tough. And you know, I, I think it goes back to what I was just going to bring up, which is like the mindset, you know, like we often hear cancer survivor. And for me, you know, survivor is a word. I mean, there are some good qualities that come with surviving something like you made it through. But I remember like my season of surviving was not a good season. You know, I was just doing just getting by, just getting by. So, you know, how do you define thriving after, you know, even during the surviving of breast cancer? And what steps did you take to transition from survivor to thriver? Um, I did a lot of praying. That's basically what got me through everything, the surviving, the thriving, the hope, the faith. Um, because like I always tell people, you have to fight for yourself. No one's going to be there for you. You have to have counsel to me is a mental thing. You know, I look at it now. And when I was taking 13 months of chemo that I started saying, I'm going to take this poison. 
So when I start training my brain, this is just something for temporary and have the faith. I'm going to keep going no matter what. Because, you know, I like to die. You read my book. I like to die. You know, he said my heart was going to stop, you know, and I was scared because I was alone, you know, and my husband was overseas. And it's like you never know when you're going to wake up. Basically, I was fighting every day to live, every day to live. Everybody else have attitudes, you know, and I tell people, why would you have an attitude? You woke up this morning. You could be worse like me. Look at me. I'm on a cane. Look at me. I'm trying to live. I want to live. I'm fighting every day to live. But other people healthy, walk around with attitudes, you know, oh, life ain't going right. Life ain't this and that. Yes, your life is going completely fine because if you're not like me, I'm taking 13 months of chemo, eight weeks of radiation, um, 12 surgeries at the time, and 12 weeks of therapy. Now, what body can go through that? You know, and I said, and I'm still walking around with a smile. And I tell people that smile have a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, to me, like what stands out in that is like the gratitude, being grateful. You know, and I think a lot of, a lot of, I mean, myself included, there's times where I don't know how good I have it, you know, and it's, we all get things happen to us. You know, that is true. I often say like, you know, things don't happen to you. They happen for you, but things do happen to you. Right. And it's like, you make a choice in that what you're going through to rise up or to stay stuck in that, you know? So the prayer, the being grateful, the understanding of how precious and how, you know, beautiful life really is. And there are people that walk around with that mindset of just, you know, I have the worst life and this, that, and the other. And it really takes sometimes going through something where everything is almost taken from you, you know, like for me and my journey, my wake up call was losing my father-in-law from cancer. I realized, I said, here's a man who's 59 years old. He had lung cancer. I said, here's a man who's 59 years old very much not ready to leave this earth whatsoever. I mean, he had his little grandbaby, my daughter, she was three at the time, you know, so he had, he was entering a, a new a chapter of his life where he should be enjoying, he was, you know, close to retirement and all the things and, and all of that was gone, you know, with just one diagnosis. And for him, unfortunately, you know, um, he did not survive. He didn't make it through. But for me, I think he gave me the biggest gift of all was really looking at my life and realizing you have to make a change here, you know, and to be more grateful and to give myself grace and, and, and compassion, you know? So I love that you bring that up because it is very true. There are people walking around who really don't know how good they have it. And you don't want to wait until something like that happens to you, but, you know, having the tools and knowing what to do when, you know, you get a cancer diagnosis. So, you know, what advice would you give someone um, struggling to find their new normal after diagnosis? Um, I would give them to never give up. Keep fighting. Don't worry about how people are going to look at you because I had people looking at me sideways, you know, when I was 80 pounds and stuff, um, no hair. Fight, fight, fight. That's why I tell a lot of people because if you don't fight for yourself, ain't no one going to fight for you. Have, get people around you that's going to support you, not say, I know what you're going through because you don't know what we're going through. So get people around you that's going to support you 100% going to look after you. 
But no matter what, if they don't, the key word is fight for yourself. Have You have a reason to fight. You have a life. It ain't over. Cancer don't make it be over. I tell a lot of people my support group, they think that my life is over now. I have cancer. I'm going to die soon. I'm going, they, they put that in their mind. It's not over. It's just a story in a book that you're going to tell, a chapter in your life that you're going to tell because you're going to defeat it. You know, I defeated death three times. I tell people. I beat death three times. You know, I was going to die. I said, I'm still here. You, it's the mindset. You got to think and say, I want to live. I'm going to live. That's why I tell people every day. They say I have cancer and my support group, they be crying. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to cry today, but we're not going to cry no more. We're going to let these tears out today because we're not going to let this defeat us. We're not going to show them that we're weak. So hit it. Head on, hit it strong. Every time you go to chemo, God, I'm in chemo. You tell this cancer, I'm taking your poison today. Three weeks, I'm not going to take it no more because I have faith that God is going to cure me. You know, I did that all the time with radiation. I'm getting taking my tanning. That's why I used to call it. Let me go get my tanning spa today. You know, not to get money through Friday. And I tell people, well, you have so much energy. You have energy and courage. And it's like you just... Like it was a game for you. No, it wasn't a game for me. I said, but I made it out of a game. Because cancer doesn't kill us. I tell them in my group, cancer do not kill us. We kill our own self worried about the cancer. Yeah. I've, I've actually read somewhere that cancer, you know, a, a majority of it is the mindset. It's it's a, it's a psychological, um, you know, a lot of it is just the psychological. And, you know, when you fall into that, negative like you were talking about you know my life is over you know you're putting that energy out there that's what's going to be given back to you you know and it's so it's it's knowing you know the art of fighting for yourself knowing you have to be your biggest advocate which i think is such a powerful message um can you break down you know for women who may be what what could be a first step that they can do because i i know you know i mean i don't know because i've never gotten a cancer diagnosis but i can only imagine that it's a very scary thing and there's probably a lot of things going through their mind. So, you know, be that like, let me grab you right now and give you like, let's just stop in our tracks and take our power back. Because like you said, you know, you have to fight for yourself. You have to be your biggest advocate. So what's the first step that they can do to embark on that journey? The first step you're going to do when they tell you, accept the fact that you have cancer. Accept it. Don't be in denial. Mm-hmm. You're going to accept it. Okay, I have cancer. Okay. And then the next step, what are we going to do? That's what you tell the doctor. What are we going to do? And then from there, the doctor tell you what he going to do. And then you do your research and then you say, okay, you go back, you tell the doctor, this is what I did. You work for me. I don't work for you. So this is what I'm going to do with my cancer. And you're going to work how I say we going to do. That's what I did with my chemo. My doctor some thought I was crazy. I tell him all the time, you work for me. You know, and from there, that's when I told him, no, we're going to take these chemo step, this step, this step, step, that step. You know, he said, you're I like you've been in medical field. No, I ain't in the medical field, but I'm going to tell you how I want this done. So I had that controlling, take control of it. I tell people, take control. That's the first step. Admit that you have it. Don't be in denial. Take control because this is your body. You let them know what you want to be done, what you don't want to be done, what you want, medication you're going to take, do the research and what you're not going to take. Because if you don't do that, they're going to give you what they want to give you. And they're going to, you know, 
give what you want to give you, then it might be something that don't help your body, reflect your body. So you might die, you might get sick or worse and everything. So you got to control, take control. Because I did that when I was in the hospital. When I first got it, I told them what I was going to do. But then I started getting sick and then my counts was zero. And I was in ICU and everything. And my husband said, when he came from Afghanistan, they got him home for the leave. He told him, well, Sean, y'all know my wife. She is in control. She might not can't speak right now. She might not can't do this, but she's not going to want that. You know, he said, well, they said, well, Mr. Austin, well, he said, no, I'm telling you, she's not going to want that. So they went another route. You know, so you have to be in control and have someone there with you who's going to advocate for you if you can't talk, you know, and then just wake up in the mirror every day comb your hair. If it's falling out, say, oh my God, throw it in the toilet stool. Go get you a lining. Continue to do your everyday that you can do until you can't do it no more. Fight until it's your last breath. Even when you're on your dying bed like I was, you still going to fight. I still fought. I still squeezed my husband's hand. I still turned my head around, you know, and they kept saying hearts want to stop, you know, and I kept doing my head like this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. My husband kept telling me to fight. You have people sitting there, fight, fight. You ain't going nowhere. Continue to fight. Fight, fight. I'm sorry. I always get teared every time I tell it. I'm getting teared up listening to it too. That's amazing. It's just, you have to fight. I tell my people all the time, my support group, fight. Because it's something that we can't, you know, it's just something that wants to kill us. It's a message. When you have cancer, I tell people it's a message out there that God wants you to know, people to know. So the devil get into you as the disease, the cancer trying to take you out so you can't tell that message so i tell people just don't give up the number one key is fight i do it all the time i say fight i fight for people i go sit with people at the hospital with my foundation you know i saw a lady yesterday i was sitting with her and she um she wanted to give up you know she kept telling me sean i just can't do it no more i said yes you can i said because we going to do it together you know her kids are where she can't fight no 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 i said we're not going to say that that's because she can't fight. You know, they kept saying that she's going to, well, she tired. No, she's not tired. I said, that's a, in her mind that she's tired. You know, and this morning her daughter told me she's doing a little better. She said her mom's set up. And I told her I'll be there this evening to see her. She said, no, they thank me. I said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to claim that. We're not claiming anything. You know, so that's, I tell people fight. That's my number one thing with people with cancer fight head on. Just like you fight, you know, women fight for men, women fight for other things. So you want to fight for your life. You want to fight for cancer. You're going to knock cancer out. You're going to step all over it. You're going to walk all over it. Because then when you wake up, you're going to say, hey, I did that. I kicked cancer tail. You know, I make shirts all the time and say, I kicked cancer tail. I um, I defeated death. Um, I'm a soldier. I'm a warrior. You can't stop me. You know, I make because I do shirts. I make all kinds of shirts that you wear around. You're a champion. I mean, when I read your bio and after talking to you, I just got that vibe of just like envisioning you like three time camps survivor. I'm like, this woman is an undefeated champion right here with her with her belts, you know. Um, So, yeah, you know, wearing that with pride and really uh, reveling in that, knowing that you did the thing. I think it's so important to do what you do and being able to be there for other people who are currently going through it because, you know, what they're going through, you know, the support that they need, you know, what's going through their minds. Um, but you know, as far as some family members go, especially when someone is first diagnosed, you know, they don't know those things. So 
do you work with those people as well? And what are some things that you can tell maybe people, you know, the women that are listening right now that they might not have cancer themselves, but they're taking care of their, their mother or their sister or their aunt who has cancer or, you know, a family member who has cancer. Um, what are some things that you would tell them so that they can be a good advocate, a good, you know, uh, community for those who are currently going through their, their battle? Just make sure you support them, be there for them, call them, check on them. When they say I'm okay, no, they, we're not okay. Don't ever say that I know what you're going through because you don't. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear I'm sorry. We don't want to hear that you're sorry for us. We don't want to be a pity party. We don't want none of that. We want you to treat us like we're still normal people. You know, laugh and talk with us. Be there for us through the chemo if you can. Be there for for support. You know, sometimes bring a meal over. Hey, you don't have to cook today. I brought you this over. You know, surprise. We love surprise gifts and little stuff that cancer patient like we like. Um, like I told one lady, I said that well, she said, I don't know what to do. My daughter never want me there. I said she's not going to want you there because she don't want. She feel that she's hand you crippling you. She want to worry you. So she feeling that hey, I'm a burden. I said because that's how I feel. I'm a burden on you. I don't want you to stop your life for me. I said so. What you have to do is you have to get up and just go surprise her one day. You know, with a gift card or come on, we going to dinner, we going to breakfast, you know. And she said, Oh, I didn't think of that. I said, So stuff like that. I said, That's what we like. I said, Because when we just call you, oh, we got something to do. I don't want to be a burden on them. But dang, I got to call them for chemo. I don't want to be a burden. I said, You know, on her chemo day, you just go up and say, Hey, you got chemo today. I'm on my way. Don't even give her time to say, I got a right. I'm on my way. Or I'm outside. I'm taking you to chemo. I'm taking the radiation. I'm taking to your doctor appointment. I said, We like that because we feel that we've been loved. We're not alone. When people do that for us, but the other stuff, I know what you're going through. Please don't say that because that really was making my head hurt. I was cussing people out when they was telling me that. I said, you don't know what I'm going through because I'm the one taking radiation. I'm the one taking chemo. Do you see a needle in you? No. Do you see a port in you? No, it's me. So how can you tell me what you're going through? So we snap like that. It's just basically like support, love. Let us know that you're there. You're not going to leave us no matter what. Treat them like they're normal. Like, yeah, I'm, cause they are normal. And that's the, and I'm going to keep it real. Like I, I myself, I'm, I'm, I always get, you know, like I wouldn't know where to begin. And I think I have to think from my own perspective, it may stem from the fact of we don't want to think of that because it's such a fearful reality of, you know, what would I need if this was me? I don't want to. You know, I don't want to think of that because it's scary. It really is. It's a scary thing. But, you know, so there are times where, you know, you just get like you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say, you know. So it, it's kind of just treat them like they're like they're normal. Yeah. Like because they are normal. You know, they're just going through something and just be who you are. Be that constant. Be who you were before, during and after. Yeah. Support. That's it. Support. Hold my hand, my shoulder crown if I need to cry. I love that. I love that. So moving forward, you now use your expertise, you know, your experience to help others in their breast cancer journey through your nonprofit organization, You're Worth Fighting For, which, um, you know, provides moral and financial support to cancer patients and their families to lighten the load of medical and prescription costs. Was this something that stemmed from your personal experience? Um, I've seen a lot of people from, um, like I said, chemo when I was in there, they couldn't pay for their co-pays and stuff, medical expense. They couldn't take the medication. They couldn't get, like, their doctor wrote them a prescription. They'll say, 
oh man, I had the funds to pay for this. You know, I don't get paid to this day or my social security check don't come in, you know, and it, it hurt my heart. Cause I'm like, man, I'm sitting there taking chemo, but I hear them talking to me in the next room, you know, talking to the nurse that I can't get this prescription until the first or the third, you know, you know, I'm like, wow. You know, a lot of people couldn't do that. I was blessed to do that due to the fact my husband's in the military. So I was one of them that was blessed that I didn't have no co-pays. I didn't have no bills of nothing after a 200 and some thousand dollar medical bill I had. The military paid off. So I tell people I was blessed for one. So I came up with the foundation you're fighting for to help cancer patients. That's I try to target low income cancer patients that cannot um, help with medical costs, transportation, foods, chemo, go to rise to chemo. So we do all of that. Uh, we help the family as an advocate. We do support groups with the family. We talk to them. We help funeral expensive. When a, someone passed, we go and try to help out with the funeral. We help them plan the funeral. You know, we, we try to do a lot because I said that I didn't get a chance to be in the situation of not having medical insurance. So that's what I'm targeting, the low incomes who can't lack of medical insurance, um, transportation, food, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such an amazing thing. And, you know, because it does, it affects you. It changes your entire life. You know, a lot of people who are, um, you know, struggling with cancer end up not being able to work. So they do get themselves in a financial burden. And then, you know, on top of it, welcome to America. We don't have the great, we don't have the greatest, uh, medical insurance to begin with. Uh, I remember going through my grandfather uh, a few years ago. He passed away in 2020. Um, he had bladder cancer and just the silliest things, right? Like not being able to get a hospital bed or not being able to get this type of machine that you need that would be just a lot more convenient you got to get the big contraption that don't fit through the front door because you got a small row home in philly and it don't fit through the doorway like oh but your insurance don't cover that you know it's just like these little things where you're just you get so frustrated and overwhelmed and it's things you don't even think you're going to have to go through but then when those things come to the forefront you know you just get so frustrated and you're like i pour into you know the american dream of <laughs> insurance and this is supposed to be a time where it's 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 helping me at a time where i need it the most and you know unfortunately sometimes it doesn't so having organizations like you're worth fighting for is a blessing and i thank you for being there um for so many people who need it because it's a real thing and, um, you know, there's many people that are going through their cancer journey and um, could use, you know, your foundation. So I think it's wonderful. Uh, before we wrap up, if anyone would like to uh, donate to your foundation, is there a way that they can do so? Where can people find you? Um, feel free to send, you know, give people the information where they can connect. Yes, I'm based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, which my Building is at 6250 La Poche Trail, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46268. You can also donate on my website, which is your worth fighting for, the number four dot org. Hit donations. You can do annually, quarterly, semi-annually, whatever you want to donate. Um, I'm also on Gmail, um, your worth fighting for, the number four at gmail.com. Info, all cancer matters dot org. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on all of them. Nice. And all these will be in the description down below for those of you who are listening. 
um, you can check her out. The links are posted below. So Shanta, I want to thank you once again for being on and sharing your story, sharing what you do. Um, in my eyes, you are a three-time undefeated champion. And I pray that you are blessed with health, wealth, and all the good things because um, you're an amazing woman and you deserve it for everything that you've gone through and that you continue to go through in, um, you know, means of advocating for other people and their their battles. So thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And until next time, ladies, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word, screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes and be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.